am recording now. Are you recording, Cameron? I am. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. Something something weird happened. Why am I so, like... I'm, like, really zoomed in. Hold on. Oh, okay, there we go. <laughs> what, is, what are you <laughs> recording really it off of? Huh? How, how is he okay, recording Okay, go for it. it. Focus right. He has a focus right. Oh, cool. Um, Cameron, what is your name? My name is Cameron. Good. You're correct. That's the correct answer. <laughs> Good. Okay, uh, we're going to start in three, two. To be honest, I had no idea how to start this episode, so I just grabbed the closest person in my house and asked them to be on the show. Oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> Hello. Say hi to the people, Juliana. Hello. How is everyone today? It's Sunday, even though you're listening to this on Monday or whatever day you choose to listen to it after it's released. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you didn't know, Sunday is like one of those days in my house where like just all the family comes over. Um, so my sister's over. Austin, who's been on the podcast, is over right now. My brother's running around. It's just chaos in the house. And Juliana's here too because it's Sunday, I guess. It's a Sunday. <laughs> That's Cam- true. Cameron, do you have uh, any like specific family days where it's like just craziness in the house? Yeah, usually it's the weekends. It's like Saturday or Sunday. Like today, I went for a bike ride for like two hours. It was pretty good. Jonathan took me for a bike ride the other day, and I thought it was going to be chill. And he took me <laughs> up like the backside of a of a of a mountain, actually near where Adventure is. It was like the backside of Adventure. Yeah. And I like felt like my heart was going to fall out of my chest. <laughs> but I, I'm not very. I'm Sounds not really. Fun. Yeah, I'm not really in sh- in shape that much. Um. But thanks sure. for jumping on in half a second, Juliana. Yes, of course. What a I'm surprising uh, guest experience. <laughs> Especially yes. for a PlayStation episode. Juliana, exactly. are you a gamer? No, I think... No. So, what? I mean, <laughs> no, what this I is think. what's interesting, right? I Actually, I think this is a good a- addition to our conversation, despite the fact that, you know, Juliana doesn't really play games. Like... <laughs> You saw the PlayStation 5 reveal on yeah. Twitter. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So, so apparently this YouTube live stream broke records with viewership uh, on YouTube for a live event. It was like the most viewed live event. Could have to do something with the quarantine or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I just saw a lot of memes about it. I was not like interested <laughs> in it, like, the specifics and what it does. Um, but yeah, like... I, I even I saw it on on the Twitter. Juliana, are you gonna buy a PlayStation Five? Uh, no. Juliana, do you do you ever care about video games at all? Um, no, but you know it would be nice to have some music, like get some music in there. Oh. In a video game, I, I'm interested <laughs> in that. That's kind of cool. Um, cause you, you tell me all about these songs that you find in video games, and I'm like, oh, that's super cool. Yeah, like Death Stranding had like a straight up yeah. artist soundtrack. Yeah, no, that's like, that stuff is, that's like interesting to me, but I'm not like, I'm not like fully, fully there That's a weird example. I feel like we're going to see more and more things like that because Death Stranding had like, the camera would zoom out and we've talked about this before, but it would like display the name of the artist and the song in the game. And they have like big artists like, um, who's that person that does Fire Shrine, that song? Oh, uh, Fine Shrine, uh, 
Purity Ring? Purity Ring was like on the on the soundtrack. Same with like Major Lazer and like all these other artists. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is this? Anyways. Yeah. Um, well, Juliana, we're talking about PlayStation 5. You know how much to say. I know. Probably <laughs> want to go visit with people that are over. <laughs> yes. So, yes, I am going to go. Any final remarks, though? Thoughts on the PlayStation 5? Um, I do like the meme where it looks like the, the fan. The air conditioning. Yeah, that's that's thing. pretty funny. That's that's all. <laughs> Juliana likes the fan meme, but she is not a fan of the console. And not. with that, Dead. ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Everything Comes from Something. My name is Isaac. I'm Cameron. And uh, Juliana's exiting the room. Bye, Juliana. Goodbye. Oh, she's so nice. She's so <laughs> sweet. Uh, if you didn't figure out already, uh, today's episode is all about the PlayStation Five uh, and its reveal that happened. What was it? Uh, June 11th? So yeah, earlier it was this on week. my mom's birthday. I, I actually couldn't really watch it live because I was kayaking. So, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, I, got, I caught fun. the... I didn't watch it live. I caught the glimpse of it because um, some random homeless guy named Tim Smith texted me. I was like, what do you think of uh, the, the, re- the look of the console? And I hadn't seen it, so I got to mm. see the reveal. Nobody spoiled it for me. I wasn't on social media. I was working all day. Oh, that's so, good. um yeah, it was cool to see the event. Obviously very hyped about it. Uh, we can get into it in a second, but I uh, just want to let you know if you enjoy this show or the, and this podcast or further episodes, you can support us at patreon.com slash ecfspodcast. Throw a couple dollars our way. Uh, get your questions read on the air and get other benefits alongside. If you don't have money, you can just give us a rating on iTunes. Tell friends and family. That is how the podcast grows. Um Cameron, I have not checked questions, but I think we are going to ask a question for the show later. Um, yeah, but I nothing, think it's time. There, there's, there's nothing. I just checked. <laughs> oh well, I was gonna say we can, we can look. I think somebody did ask me a question. People just text me questions. You know, that's, Patreon. That's good. I like. I kind of like that. Yeah, but like, if you're a patron, if you're, if you're a Patreon, and you send us a question on Patreon, I guarantee you. I absolutely guarantee you. That your question will be read on air, right? Eventually. Sure, yeah, yeah. at yeah, some point. No, that's that's right? true. Yeah. Uh, so don't think you can just get away with texting us. I mean, <laughs> that's just that's crazy talk. You know, that's like black market mm. questions. We're not gonna mm. not yes. gonna stand for this. Oh, you know, Anyways. I do have I do have one thing that um, I kind of wanna wanna pimp if that's okay. Yeah, go um, ahead. Let me let me just pull it up for a sec. So I was on a podcast with Juzo, um, and it was a um, it was an interview with Mick LaSalle, the, um, the film critic. Uh, I can't find it right now, but if you, if you go to, oh yeah, this is what it is. If you go to Juzo Greenwood podcast, um, it's the only one. And we talked about Clint Eastwood, his movies, um, and it's on YouTube. So just look up Juz- the Juzo Greenwood podcast. Uh, and if you want to listen to that and our talk with, with Mick LaSalle, um, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, I know whenever Juzo has come on the show, he's talked about Mick LaSalle and I don't know much about him. What, where, what outlet does he write for? He writes for the SF Chronicle. So, um, yeah, he's local to, to us. Um, yeah, he's, he's actually a really good critic. I respect him a lot. He, um, he, I mean, we don't always agree on our movie. I think he said that Mad Max Fury Road was terrible, uh, <laughs> which is funny because that's like my favorite movie of the the decade. But um, 
but we, I mean, we don't always agree, but, uh, I think he's really smart about, um, about how he talks about movies and, and how he thinks about movies. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think the conversation is well worth a listen, uh, for sure. So go check that out. Can you, uh, what's the link again? Yeah, it's going to be, if you just look up on YouTube, the Juzo Greenwood podcast, um, yeah, that's the channel. That's awesome. We love Juzo. He's a cool guy. Hopefully we'll have him on the show again eventually. Although we yeah. are coming near to 100, Cameron. And, we are, uh, yes. Episode 100 will most likely be the end of this show. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll see. It'll be the end of our show in a, in one respect, but it, it will be a rebirth like the it, Phoenix yes. coming up from the ashes. I didn't want to drop that as any sort of warning. We're definitely going to keep podcasting. Um, but Cameron and I have been thinking long and hard about what we want to do with our podcasting ability. And the more we've thought about it, the more we've thought about some sort of evolutionary action to make our podcast better than ever. So yeah. just yeah. thought we and, would keep you in the know too. Right. And that will be... I mean, we're, we're going to have to do a lot of thinking and planning and um, conspiring about about what the sort of next step for us is. But we'll keep you in the loop, especially those of you who are on Patreon. So, well, Yes, definitely, definitely. Well, Cameron, I don't think there's any reason to keep dilly-dallying. Sure. Let's talk about the PlayStation 5. Uh, as far as this, the structure of this episode is going to be, I think we should talk about the actual console, its reveal, and the... Um, the accessories that they kind of showed off. Um, nothing too crazy. And then we'll talk about the games that they showed because that's obviously, I think, the biggest yeah. catch, right? The, uh, yeah, that's the most important part, for sure. Yeah. But let's talk about the design. I mean, people have been making jokes. There's lots of memes out there with fans. Um, I, I actually, I mean, I think it's all in sort of like good fun. And I don't think anybody's like really... Uh, um. I don't think I don't think anybody's like ripping on the design or the look you know like it's not it's all I, I would say it's mostly out of fun like especially the one that looks like a fan <laughs> and like I don't know it it's all it's all in good humor I I haven't seen anybody who said they don't like the look of the console you know what I mean like I think it's really cool I think it's like striking and looks really sleek um, and I don't know, it's, it's like, it breaks out of the sort of like formulaic black box, you know, I'm, I'm the Xbox, I'm just a cube, you know, <laughs> you know, like, like, I think it, I think it really stands out on its own. Yeah, no, I, I gotta say, I really appreciate Sony's dedication to kind of committing to an aesthetic style. And to be real, like, Sony always does a slim version of a console. If you hate the look of this console, I guarantee they're going to do recolorings, redesigns, like... But just letting the console be its style for however many years it's going to stay alone on the market as a PlayStation 5, like, however long that's going to be, probably like three, four years till they do a redesign. Um, it's really it's really cool. And I thought the reveal was very, very tasteful. Yeah, I agree. The PlayStation yeah. 4's design, the original one, the one that I have, I absolutely love. Like, I love, like, the, the blade-looking, like, angular, glowing light down the middle. Like, the PlayStation 4 looks great. 
And this kind of takes that sharpness out of the PlayStation and brings back that curvy looking like PlayStation 3 era look. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah but it yeah, does it sure. in a way where it it complements, you know, I, I, I just got to be real. Hardware is cool, dude. Like looking <laughs> at new hardware for me, it's it's so exciting. I mean, I, I completely geek out about this stuff. I love how the controller matches the color palette. Oh, it's um, so cool. If you haven't seen a picture, you can look it up. But the design is essentially like these two um, changing wave looking like panels. And then in the middle is this black square. And the black square is accented with underglow along the sides of the console. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just think it looks really cool. The comments from the people who developed it have said that they really wanted to commit to kind of an eccentric look. And I don't mm-hmm. think that it's hideous, which is, I think that's like, that's the hard thing, right? You don't want it to be hideous. Um, yeah. When you're going for that overly stylized look, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what's so hard. Like, like if you're going to commit to doing something that stands out, how do you make it pleasing? Right. And it mm-hmm. seems like they really mm-hmm. gave the time to it. Yeah. Like, um, did you see those, uh, <laughs> Those really dumb looking um, dev kits. Oh, yeah, dude. That was what was scaring me the most. Yeah, it looked really, really ugly. And <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I really hope this is not what it looks like. And honestly, like, th- here's the thing. If it did look like that, it would be really dumb, but I wouldn't really care that much. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's just, it is what it is. You know, the... I thought the PS3 kind of looked funky. The second version, or definitely the third version with like the slide top, <laughs> that was terrible. But I the first we, version looked really, really slick. The like Spider-Man uh, font PS PS3, oh, that yeah, looked yeah, yeah. slick. But the second version was like, meh. It was like the matte black. It was it was just kind of understated. Um, and that was, that was fine. But here's a question that I have, I, and I don't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. Go for it. Because I'm looking at images from the video reveal, and I want you to finish what you're saying, Cameron. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I just blurted this out. Uh, <laughs> does it come with a vertical stand? I think it does, yeah. It has to, right? Because the, the it has no flat ends, basically. Right, yeah. It's constantly, like, curvy and flowing. I mean, I think... Well, yeah, that's that's kind of the weird thing. I, I don't know how you would put it on its side, to be honest. Well, I think that the vertical stand also holds it to the side as well i kind of don't like like the vertical stands yeah and this console is supposed to be massive too have you seen the size comparisons no it's supposed to be like much bigger than the xbox one like it's a fat boy like it's a fat console Hmm. um that's the only thing i would say i probably don't like about it is that like because if you look at it next to the controller right the actual reveal yeah. It's probably three controllers high. Here, I'm going to pick up an Xbox controller. Where did I put that thing? I thought I had one. I could have swore I had one lying around. Oh, there it is. Ooh, it's 15 inches tall. Yeah. Man, that's So that's if you really hold a tall. controller and it's like, yeah, dude, that is a big machine. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. And I feel like you want to display it vertically, right? Right, right. So where, like... 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know where people are going to put this thing. Like my PlayStation <laughs> is in an entertainment center, if that makes sense. Yeah, like mine, a cabinet, right? And there's no space for anything vertical. It all has to be horizontal. Yeah. So, I mean, if I if I put my PlayStation Five near a monitor, like yeah, I mean, it could work as a PC. But it's like that is something that you kind of want to put out there. It just who knows, man. Makes me okay, feel like when I when I move out, I have to like plan around having that thing standing vertically next to my <laughs> yeah. TV, you know. Yeah, but I'm okay. But I'm also looking at the Xbox Series X next to it, and it's not as tall. But that is like a thick machine. That is, it's, it's like got some re- girth, dude. It really does. I mean, it's a really, <laughs> it's a really um, fat, fat console, yeah, and it's like it's cubed too. So it's like. Yeah, it looks like the it looks like the old trash can uh, Max. You know what I mean? They announced but, two but different square. versions of the console, right? Yeah, no, the Xbox One. You're right, the trash can Mac. Um, they announced two versions. There's the regular one with the disc and the digital one. Now, Cameron, mm-hmm. we were talking before the show started, right? I think we're both going to get the one with the disc. Yeah, drive. for sure. And that's because of backwards compatibility. But I got to be real. The uh the the digital one looks way like visually looks amazing. Yeah, I agree. It's like to really me, slim. It doesn't have the sort of like one disc slot on the side. It's it's just kind of got those it's really curvy, you know. Yeah. No, it looks really good. I think the best way to think about it is oh man, I'm trying to think of a good example. I don't know why I'm th- it looks like one of those portal robots. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, it kind of especially with the controller, it looks like um like uh, GLaDOS or like uh, what's what's the what's the guy's name in Portal Two? I don't know. I didn't I didn't play enough of it. Oh okay. There are the little enemies. You know what I'm talking about? The oh the yeah round, the, yeah they they look like the turrets. Yeah, the little round turret enemies. It kind of looks like that, except if it wasn't egg shaped, it was like somebody pushed the sides of the egg in. Yeah. So it created almost like a a V look, right? I don't know. Definitely look up the the design if you haven't seen it already. Um, it's I think it's stunning though. Yeah, me too. I really really like the the look. I'm really excited to see what designers do with like special edition consoles. Oh, I bet you they're gonna look mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. So. Oh, how do you think about? Well, I mean, this isn't like the most important thing in the world, but what do you do? You like the fact that they went white for this console? I mean, this is the first time. Yeah, no, like I said, I, I'm glad that they committed to a style, right? Yeah. And a look. I, I also th- think it would look really nice next to my PC because my PC is all white. So, you know, just saying. It would be interesting if they launched a console with color variants. Mm, I know that sounds yeah. weird, but I have a feeling that Xbox might do something like that very quick. Because they already do like you can custom order controllers from X or Microsoft themselves, right? Yeah. It's only ten dollars more for a custom colored one, yeah. um, which is great. Like I love that that change and, and difference, right? Um, but yeah, I a part of me feels like I'm worried if they don't let you change the color of the LEDs. The blue. Hmm. I think that would be so... Like a missed opportunity if they didn't let you do different colors there. Because I'm going to say I don't think they will. 
Yeah, but think about that. Like, just aesthetically, I'm very into, like, some design stuff. I mean, the new computer I built, it looks gorgeous. And that's, like, I went all out on making it look gorgeous. Like, I got cable sleeves and everything. Like, mm-hmm. I enjoy having my PC or, or any setup. Any setup be clean and, and cool looking. I think that's yeah. a very popular thing for people to be into right now. Like, white and black, those are fairly neutral colors. But the blue is the only thing that clashes a little bit. And if you were putting this thing in your room to look, I mean, obviously people aren't buying this to look cool, but it would be a nice compliment, right? With it. Um, like it would just, it would be so much cooler to, to be able to change the color, just to have that accent that goes along, along with your room. Not a necessity, just something that I'm like, yeah, that would be way cool. Yeah. I, I don't think they will, but, and, and to be honest, I kind of like the blue. I think the blue goes well with like the PlayStation theme, obviously like they're kind of, they're blue. Xbox is green, you know, and that's just how it's been. Yep. No, no. I so I, I doubt, I doubt they're going to let, you know, you turn your console green, I guess. You know what I mean? Like that would be just, interesting. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Cameron, this is a side conversation. We need to get into the games, of course. Let's and, or, get into And the it. accessories. And the accessories. Sure, but yeah. I wanted to ask you, just because we're on the topic of what the console looks like, do you th- have a console that you think is, like, the best-looking console design, you know? Um... I love the PS4. I think the PS4 is like is like fantastic. It it just looks so good, especially compared to when you when you took the. I know this is like I'm sorry Xbox fans, but like when the Xbox first came out and was revealed, and the PS4 was for, first revealed, it was like yeah, you could tell you could tell which one looked like way better. You know, like the Xbox yeah, just yeah. looked looked like a cube. And the PS4 had this, like, cool rhombus shape that was, like, it was just, like, so neat. You know what I mean? Like, it just, I don't know. I love the look of that console. I think it looks really good. Yeah, no, I think that the PlayStation 4 is probably one of my favorite designs. So I'm curious to see how this one stands the test of time. Yeah. Personally, I think that the Wii looks excellent. I know that's, like, a weird thing, but, like, just aesthetically, like, it's super clean and distinct. Mm-hmm. Um, I also I really like the original white Xbox 360. It's kind of gross, but I think that it has a style, right? That that yeah. makes it stand out. I don't know con- consoles and and their looks. It's like just one of those things that you only consider if you're like a super nerd like me. I think I don't know. Like it's just something where it's like, oh yeah, that one looks really really good, you know? Yeah, and. I think it was really smart of Sony to place an emphasis on the look of the console. You know, they really, really let you, like, they really teased it in that reveal event. Mm -hmm. So, I think people were very hyped when they saw it. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I think it's time to get into the actual games. Do do you want to comment on any of the accessories? It's like they showed controllers, supposed to be a good controller. Uh, Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I'm curious to feel like the haptic feedback and stuff like i don't know it's just there's a media remote which is kind of neat um yeah I, I wonder if it sucks or not and then there's uh they, they're showing off headphones i'm assuming the headphones are gonna be 100 125 bucks something like that, that I that's bet just they're, a guess. they're like in the same range as the, the as gold the gold ones yeah uh, which you know that's cool like I, i'm glad that they're 
coming out with like a line of stuff, but I, I'm not really, I'm not really all that concerned about the accessories to be honest. Yeah, I'm. I'm really curious how much those controllers are going to cost. Yeah, dude, I bet you they're going to be like ninety 99. bucks or something. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's crazy, dude. I feel like I need four controllers though. I don't know why. I just always feel like <laughs> that's what I need. Yeah, it definitely but, takes me a while to get extra controllers, but oh, yeah. eventually I do. Especially yeah, nowadays when they're like controllers are expensive. They really are. It's weird. Even you can 60 find. Bucks. Yeah, you can find cheap ones. I think I got my Xbox One controllers, which are great controllers. I got them for like 40 bucks on Amazon, but now mm-hmm. you can't find anything like that. Uh, right. Sometimes they just have like an overstock of one color. So I think the color variants actually improve the uh, price of controllers because when a console launches, they're all like $60 for black, but then they release some different colors and then the black ones aren't as popular, so they sell them because they're overstocked. I don't know. It's just this is this is notes for people that like to collect controllers. That's my train of thought. I always go for the the base looking ones because the other ones are popular and more expensive. So yeah. Anyways, games reveal. So the event was about a, an hour and thirty minutes, something like that. Yeah, I guess. Um, so. Quite shockingly, it started with Grand Theft Auto. Um, yeah, that was kind of the, a weird like introduction i guess like you'd think that they would start with something their own team had made like maybe like starting with spider-man i thought made sense you know what i mean or it would have but starting with grand theft auto i was just like okay not only is it not like a new game it's also like not even a playstation game it's like a seven-year-old game and i guess they have a partnership with rockstar but this is what's weird about it is that the announcement came with like zero news you know i know know that's weird but it's like okay you get gta online free when it launches on playstation 5 and i it's like who doesn't have that game you know yeah, literally I don't know how that game is is on the top seller charts every month, but like it is. I don't know who doesn't have that game. <laughs> and if you don't have it already, you don't want it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, exactly. So like that's I I just I don't know. I, I think it's silly. Um they did said you get you get a million dollars every month till it launches on PS5, so that is a smart marketing idea for people to start playing the game again sounds like inflation to me but i don't know to be to be real um well first of all the gta online economy is just busted so <laughs> you don't need to worry about inflation cameron <laughs> sure right? yeah um but the thing that disappointed me is that when i saw it i was like no way like i was like are they gonna announce single player dlc and there, nope. there wasn't enough. Like, I really thought... Because all they said was expanded and enhanced. So I hope that they really explain what that means. If it's just the game, I I feel like that's just a stupid tease, you know? I'm sure Rockstar's working on something good. It's just... I don't know. Like, if you make an announcement out of it, you better be bringing something cool to that game, right? Yeah, uh, I don't know, because I feel like... <laughs> I feel like since they have made so much money on that on that game, like 
maybe they just don't have to. They don't feel like they have to. They could just keep selling it in a new and enhanced version, and people will just buy it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm curious. I, 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 don't, I don't know. That's that. I think that's what what's going through their minds. Did you play GTA Online? Hardly. Like, probably for an hour, maybe total. I will tell you, like, the current state of the game is completely different, like, than what it was at. Because you'd imagine the game would be like, okay, like, when it launched, GTA Online was essentially, it it was just Grand Theft Auto, right? People stealing cars and then terrorizing each other in the open (laughs) world. That's it. It was just, like, open warfare, like, on the streets of Los Angeles, right? Right. And that that's fine, right? It's kind of fun, but it gets old after a little while, right? Because then you're just hunting each other and blowing each other up, and I don't know, like it's it's exactly what you'd expect it to be. But since this point, like they've basically like I revisited it probably six months ago. The game is like it is just overwhelming. It's legit overwhelming, like what you could do in the game now, where it's like. There's casinos to, like, play games at. You can run your own nightclub. You can run your own um, guns, like, and weapons ammunition company if you want. Like, it's just, it's absurd. It's genuinely absurd, like, the level of of stuff that you can do in that game now. Right. And some of it is... I mean, I always see the videos of, like, there's, like, driving courses that are, like, in space or in like above the city and it's just like whoa like this yeah is i think the last one that, hand. the last one they updated was they called it like open wheel racing but it was just mm-hmm. an f1 formula racing tournament kind of thing yeah but it was like a very in-depth f1 racing like it still has the arcadey physics but i was like this game is like a competent racing game mm-hmm. this whole entire mode on its own and there's like a bunch of tracks that you can learn how to play and get better at. And I was like, wow, like this, I mean, my, the favorite update that I saw is that every day there was a daily, um, what was it? There was a daily like race route that you had to beat to get cash. And it reminded me of burnout paradise. Cause it was like, you find the race route and then you just take whatever car that you have, the fastest car you have and try to beat this time in order to get a cash payout or something like that. And I was like, this is a cool mechanic. Like I enjoy modes like that. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like it is cool. I think maybe they're like, Hey, come back if you haven't seen it in a while, but it just was a very odd way to start a conference, especially a conference about next gen, you know? Yeah, I agree. But you know, they sold 130 million copies. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, I guess we could just shut our mouths. They're doing something right. Um, yeah, so next, I mean, we talked, we touched on it briefly, but, um, Spider-Man, the Miles Morales, uh, addition or sort of... It's a new game, yeah. Is it a new game? That's what they said. It's not a DLC. It is a standalone title. Okay, but I it's probably going to be, like, smaller. It's going to be not, not quite a full game, right? I bet you it's a copy-paste of the same city with an extended yeah, sure. city section. Uh, yeah, 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 I'm sure. But it looks cool. I, the, honestly, the shocking thing for me was that it said holiday 2020. So this is a launch game. Yeah, definitely. Or very close to one. Well, I mean, that's really smart, though. I, I think they they really are leaning into Spider-Man being sort of like the exclusive Sony property, you know, and Insomniac being... Well, I mean, that game sold insanely well. Um, so I, 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 I would say... 
I would say this is a good title to start with. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. No, um, and and the fact that they they started the conference with that, I was like, oh, it's it's uphill from here. You know? Yeah, exactly. I was like, what a like Spider Man sold incredibly for a, a an exclusive console game. Yeah. Like it sold extremely well. I was just like, when is this coming out? Like, is it gonna be like two years out? They said holiday twenty twenty. I'm like, what? And it's Insomniac Games, which has also showed a Ratchet and Clank game with gameplay with no release date. So I'm like, they they have two big games they just showed off, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Both of them Insomniac. I mean, like, that's <laughs> back-to-back. Back, that's crazy. They've been really busy, apparently. <laughs> yeah, they're just... I mean, Sony's just flexing the fact that they bought them and that there's, like... They're really putting them to work, so... Yeah. I... I the Ratchet & Clank game, we were saying, like, it looks crazy it looks like insane <laughs> i uh i kind of really uh it really looked good and i have never really been into ratchet and clank so i want to play it actually i'm actually surprised cameron that you like took that and we're skipping over grand turismo 7 we'll touch on that in a second because uh, ratchet and clank was the third next gen game they showed off um to me the trailer was just I guess overwhelming. There's just so mm. much happening. Yeah. Um, I honestly felt like I couldn't even appreciate the graphics because there was just it was just chaos. It felt like <laughs> digital chaos to me. So I'm surprised that you got like you saw it and you're like, dude, I want to play this. Yeah, it looked good. I just it, was kind yeah. of. It just looked like a lot of fun. You know, it it really looked, um, like hectic and crazy and like you could the, like there was a a lot of. I loved the like portal switching, you know, where you would jump into different portals and end up on different sides. Like it, it just looked like really kinetic and fun. So, um, I don't know that, that, that was, that was what excited me about it. Um, and I've never really been into Ratchet and Clank, so I don't, I don't know. That tells you something. Um, Gran Turismo seven. Uh, so yeah, Grant, I think no I almost fell asleep to be honest. <laughs> They, I, I was happy that they showed gameplay, and my dad's a big driving fan, so we actually watched the conference together, which was funny, because he has a very different taste in games than I do. Mm-hmm. And what he said about it, and, and I think this is really true, is he was like, it just... Because we were watching the gameplay, he's like, yeah, it looks stunning, but it, it's all about the feel, right? Like, when you're yeah, playing a you racing game, you, you want to feel the car, you know? Like, you want to feel like you're actually in control of that. And some games just don't translate that as well as others. Right. And so for him, he's always been a a big fan of grid, which is a code masters game. He thought that was like one of the best racing games he's played. Good balance between arcade and, and uh, actual sim. And I think Gran Turismo leans into sim more than he would like. Although (laughs) it's not like a full simulation. It's, it's still pretty like, arcadey to some degree i guess compared to you know i mean austin who has a racing sim he plays like much more advanced like project cars or there's some other ones that are like specifically designed to be simulations for practicing actual track racing um yeah yeah well i I mean i think it looks gorgeous but at the same time like when they were showing off gameplay and they were like picking their options for their for the car, I was just like, "Oh gosh, this is so boring." I don't <laughs> like. I don't care. Um, yeah, and, no, and a no, lot of people, I... a, a lot of people are interested in that, and like are 
are into that and that seem that's like oh yeah you know Gran Turismo I I love that game you know you know what I mean like like a lot of people are actually into that for me I was just like oh I could I I can we move on now <laughs> like it was yeah, cool when they showed the trailer and like you know they they were really showing off those ref- reflections and like they were the the like weather effects and like how how like gorgeous it looked uh, and I was like, yeah, this is great. But then they like started playing gameplay and I was just, I fell asleep. So it was, it's, I think it stayed a little longer than it needed to, but Gran Turismo is a big name. It's so a huge I, name. Yeah. I think it was pretty powerful that they it's showed super that important. early. Yeah. Um, and that they cared about their racing fans. Right. Yeah. So then there was Ratchet and Clank, which like, Already, there's a great palette shown off, right? There's an action single-player game with Spider-Man. It's got that brand recognition. Gran Turismo, brand recognition. Racing game, very different game. Ratchet and Clank. This is a platformer uh, that's kind of more like kiddish, but there's an adult audience because people have grown up with it, right? And it has that third-person shooter element. Like, just great balance so far. Then they show off something called Project uh, Athena, which is a Square Enix game. No announced date, very little. Uh, interesting, like, sci-fi look. Kind of a cheesy cut. Cheesy, like... I don't know, there's, like, text where it's, like... Their their resolve would be tested. She she is in a world, and she's not alone, you know, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, there's, it looked neat. It looked pretty, but I, I, it didn't really show very much, so I, I couldn't get into it. But Yeah, um, I, I have no idea what it is about, so... But like it, it looks gorgeous. It really does. Um, and then, this is where like I guess the conference kind of takes a turn for me. They spend some time showing a game called Stray, which is definitely a indie game. Yeah, very unique looking. Like, looks really cool. <laughs> honestly, like I was into it the second I saw it. Yeah, and I don't even like indie games that much. But it's like you play as a stray cat in a world of robots that have like old CRT heads yeah. with like um like they have animation they have like facial expressions on their TV heads and then you're just playing as this little cat and it just I don't know like it just looks it looks very pleasant um yeah I was just kind of taken really back cuz I w- like really I loved the art style it, it looked really fun but I think I know where you're going it's like to be honest I didn't really there was a lot of these games where i was like what like what's going on like why are we <laughs> what why are we stopping here you know what i mean for for this kind of a game not that they're bad or anything like not not that i'm like like hating on them but like there was a couple where i <laughs> where i was really confused well, just because they were weird you know they were just weird games so I think the important thing to take away from this is that Sony listened to the criticisms of their last E3 press conference, which yeah. is where they only showed four AAA titles or something like that with a big production behind it. And Sony has always had respect for its indies and the, that that sort of went away, but it was cool to see them put it at the forefront again yeah. with their biggest reveal. And I will say that the indies that they showed off during this conference were the least boring indie trailers I've ever seen. It's true. They all looked really good. Um, well, I hate. I most usually of them. hate. I usually hate indie trailers. Like I'm usually I would very. I say like, the one about the high school looked kind of dumb. 
Uh, oh my gosh, that was the I, that was the only part of the conference I skipped through. Yeah, it was um, <laughs> it was pretty bad. <laughs> what was what that is the called? name of that game? Um, uh, pro- I'm looking for. Vo- oh, goodbye, volcano high. That that was what it was. Yeah, that looked really weird. Um, I'm, a, I'm avoiding furries at all costs. It's like a yeah, it was like a visual novel looking game. Yeah, count me out, dude. Like yeah, no, I just I, and they were all like furry characters. I was like, Ugh, I feel very uncomfortable right now. I don't. <laughs> yeah, none of this. Weird. I don't like any of this. Yeah, it was, it was pretty weird. Um, but I think we should keep going because um, I really liked the look of Returnal, that Housemark game. Um, I mean, Housemark. Did you play? Uh, uh, what was their game? Their launch game for PS4. Um. Was it? Um, oh man, I know the name. I know they made Resogun. Resogun. Yes. Yeah, that game so, was so much fun. I played. I played a ton of that game when it came out. Um, so, Housemark, the developer team that's making this game, uh, Returnal. I know the name, and when I saw it pop up, I was like, "Why do I know this name?" So they're known for Dead Nation and Resogun. Which are indie-looking titles, well-made indie games, very good, but they're kind of shooters in the sense where it's like... They're like twin-stick shooters, yeah. Yeah, yeah, twin-stick shooters. So when this game started being shown off, it's a third-person action game, very similar-looking to Senua, with a sci-fi element, if that makes sense. Uh, So there's like psychological... Like a psychological breakdown with this character who's kind of like live die repeating on a planet, or a planet's changing around her, and she's she's very kind of engrossed on this journey. She, her sanity's sort of breaking. It looks visually um, interesting. It looks good, and I was just like, I don't think Housemark has ever made anything like this. I didn't know the games at the time. But this is like kind of out of left field for Housemark, in, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, it's like, a, it's a little different from from what they've made. I think they made a third person game, if I'm not mistaken, called Matterfall. Was that third person? Uh, no, I guess not. Not really. It's still in the sort of like uh, side scrolling view ish. Um, yeah. So this is definitely. It looks more like a like a traditional third person person action game, which I'm curious to see. Like if if that translates well um because i mean they're they're really known for sort of like the gameplay cycle and the loop and i bet that's kind of what they're leaning into with returnal but um at the same time like who knows if it's gonna if it's gonna end up working i guess it'll be interesting to see just because they've never sort of committed to something like that but still yeah very very compelling and interesting look at a game um up next we saw Sackboy a big adventure it was cool to see Sony give some attention to a kind of like a kid-friendly game, a third-person action platformer trying to look like it's tapping into that Mario market. Its differentiating factor is that there's four players at a time jumping around the screen. Sackboy, instead of it being 2D side-scrolling, it's third-person. Um, I think that's a good place to take Yeah, uh, Sackboy. It'll be interesting. I don't, I don't know if that's going to be like a huge game-changer, but nevertheless... Then there's a game from Lucid, which I'm not sure what else they've developed, but they showed off a game called Destruction All-Stars. Cameron, what did you think of this game? Um, it looked... It looked fun. I could see how it could be fun, but honestly, it kind of reminded me of just like a... 
um, like a launch game. You know what I mean? Like it's pretty limited. It looked pretty limited and it looked kind of like um, it was showing off one thing about the console, I guess, is, is what I what I could see. Um, Destruction All-Stars to me is one of the most frustrating showings that I've seen. Um, and it's because the gameplay that they were attempting to show looks excellent, which is a vehicle and yeah. driver combat focused game. So like you're yeah, driving a vehicle, but you can also fun. fly out of your car, run around, wall run, jump, jump onto other cars like that. Like there needs to be a Mad Max game like that. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was frustrating about it for me is the missed opportunity because this game should have been twisted metal. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah. No, to me, yeah, I see no- exactly what you mean. There is no reason for this game to exist as a individual IP. It should have been Twisted Metal. Like, I was actually thinking about it the other day. I went on a run, and I was listening to a podcast where they mentioned Twisted Metal. And I was just like, what would it look like for Twisted Metal to exist, like, in the current era? And I was like, oh, it'd have to have a kind of that Titanfall-like combat where it's like, you're weak but fast as a person out of a car... But if you're in a car, you're like heavy and like beefy. But yeah, like yeah. I don't know, like there there has to be that play on like vehicle versus person, which is a great mechanic in in shooters, third person action games. Like that's always fun, and I think Titanfall nails it. Battlefield has great interchange between those two elements, right? And I was like, I feel like that's where Twisted Metal should go. So I see this game, and I think it's a Ready to Rumble reboot. First of all, um. <laughs> Then I realize it's a, a multiplayer car destruction game. And I'm like, oh. And then it just hit me. I'm like, Sony could have knocked it out of the park, you know? Yeah, yeah. It could have been but it, it could have been Twisted Metal. But the thing is, like, it reminded me a little bit of... of it kind of looks like Rocket League. And it kind of looks like... You know that, that VR game that, like... Um, Rigs. Yes, Rigs. That's what it was. It looks like that. Like, the art style looks like that. Um, and so like, I, I see kind of a short shelf life for this game, I would say, yeah, unless they just, can, unless they can keep, unless the original gameplay loop is like super fun, like rocket league. Like, I don't know. I just, I just don't see it as a, I don't see it as, as having a lot of staying power, but we'll see. I mean, um, you know, it could, it could be fun. I don't know. I and the fact that they put all stars in it again it just brings me back, dude. Yeah. Yep. Uh, PlayStation All Stars, dude. I don't want to see no Sackboy in this game. You know he's <laughs> gonna be, dude. I bet you that the Twisted Metal character is gonna be like DLC or something. Dang. Which is just so stupid. Like, this was a perfect opportunity. They just missed out. Yeah. Then they showed off a game called Kenna Bridge Spirits, which is a game from Ember Labs. I thought this game looked awesome. Do what do you think, Cameron? I don't actually remember this one. I'm I'm looking it up. There's like these little black furry dudes. Uh, it almost looks like. Oh yeah, I, this looked kind of weird to me. But I heard somebody say like, "Oh, this is uh, PlayStation's um, Pikman," mm, which interesting would would be pretty cool. Um, looks really joyful and fun. I love... I don't know why, but I love the animation style. Uh, very Pixar-esque. The little black blobs look super cute. 
I think it'd be cool if it almost like took ideas from like World of Goo, where those little black dudes could like, you know, build bridges or things like that. I don't know. Like, I just feel like it looks like a creative cartoon third person action game. And I, I'm getting a little bit of like a Jack and Daxter vibe from it. And yeah, I, and a little. I, think that, I would say a little bit of like Zelda too, like the gameplay. That's that's kind of what the gameplay look, r- reminded me of, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, I I think that it looked excellent, and I'm excited to see more of it. I I think it's going to be one of those games that could have great gameplay. You know? Yeah. Then we talked about Goodbye Volcano High already. Uh, it looked weird. I I don't like it. Um, <laughs> so let's move yucky on. Yucky furries. Yeah, yucky furries. None of that. Um. Oddworld Soulstorm. You were talking about this. This is like a sequel to the Oddworld games. I, I've never played them, so um, I, I don't know. Yeah, Oddworld is so weird, dude. Like, it's in the title. You know, you play as Abe, who was a slave, and you escape slavery as this little dude. The game is stunning looking, but it is gritty. So it's weird because, like, you're playing as this, like, little doofus cartoon character... But it's like it's a hard it's a hard M, dude. Like there's like swearing and blood and all this stuff and like it's just it's weird. But one of the elements of gameplay is you're always trying to help your like brothers escape from slavery. Mm-hmm. So they kind of follow you. This is like a PlayStation One game. They follow your actions and you're trying to help them get out. But then they always like like the goal of finishing a level is keeping as many of them alive as you can, but they always get killed grotesquely as you're trying to navigate through these 2d side scrolling levels. Mm -hmm. Um, very detailed environments, open looking like levels and, and very, I don't don't know. Like to me, it looked stunning and it looked as weird as odd world should be, you know? Yeah. And I think that's why I was like, yeah, this looks great. Uh, the animation looks amazing too. I know I've already said that, but like there's like CGI um, cutscenes that you can kind of watch, and yeah, it it looks cool. And I liked how they brought out the developer. I, I don't remember what his name was. Let me see, but he was the creator of it, and it was like he said, "Oh, I've been wanting to make this game for so long," you know. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, dude, he was way back at the PlayStation, uh, PlayStation One days. Maybe I don't know. His name was uh. Lauren Lanning, so maybe mm-hmm. he has any sort of influence in the original Oddworld, but interesting to see them bring back such an old IP, and it's sort of like Sony saying, we respect our heritage, we love PlayStation, which I think is yeah, yeah. it's cool, it's smart. Yeah, no, um, I agree. I mean, it didn't really... It didn't really speak to me all that much because I'm not very familiar with the IP. But, um, yeah, let's let's move on to Ghostwire Tokyo. This game looked really interesting, um, looked really cool. It was um, – I keep forgetting his name, but it's the guy who – oh, yeah, Shinji Mikami. Um, it's the guy who created the Resident Evil games. Um, he His uh, his studio, Tango Gameworks, made The Evil Within a couple years ago and The Evil Within 2. Um, I heard those were pretty good. Uh, horror games, but I I am not sure. I'm not familiar with them. Um, but Ghostwire Tokyo, I mean, it looked really interesting. Um, he's usually known for his like horror games, obviously. Um, and this didn't really strike me as that necessarily scary of a game, I would say. But it did strike me as as like really gorgeous and really 
um like i think i think there's like exploration and uh you know you obviously had these um certain powers i think you could see ghosts as the main character at, at least that's what i uh that that's what i picked up from it um and uh yeah and it looks like you're you're sort of exploring tokyo this like beautiful rendition of of tokyo um and i don't know it just it just looks really it looks really pretty yeah, which, which is surprising as much as it's surprising like maybe yours but well, it's surprising for a horror game i guess just how gorgeous it definitely yeah it leans more into the action i think than horror yeah at least from what i saw interesting like i guess i don't know he's like casting attacks or something mm-hmm. so he's like shooting fireballs and stuff i guess if you like skyrim destruction abilities like you know throwing fireballs with your hands and stuff that, that kind of looked what the combat looked like but. yeah yeah exactly Dude, I can't believe we're already at 50 minutes. And we're still getting through these games. Yeah, we got to we gotta pick it up. All right, we're going to power through some of these uh, because if you haven't seen the conference, go watch it. I think it's interesting, especially if you're a PlayStation fan. Um, there's a game called Jet Far Shores. Visually stunning. I was hoping it would be an RTS game um, because that would round out some stuff. Indie. Very indie looking. It's mm-hmm. all about traveling in space. Yep. Um, it looked neat. Then they showed off Godfall. Uh, which is published by Gearbox game uh, from Counterplay Games. This looked generic to me. Uh, what it do you think? Lo- it looked like that iOS game uh, Infinity Blade. Yeah. That's exactly what it well, looked like. <laughs> well put. I literally have no idea what to think of it. Yeah, um, I, I'm not I'm not that interested. But, you know, whatever. Then they showed off a game called Solar Ash from Heart Machine who made uh, Hyper Life Light Drifter, <clears throat> mm-hmm. which was apparently a great game. It is a third-person uh, indie game, cel-shaded, very artsy, looks cool. Literally don't know anything about it. It's supposed to come out 2021. Uh, I don't think there's really much else to say besides the art style is cool. Kind of reminds me of League of Legends colors. Le- League of Legends arts art, but it's more cel-shaded. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense. But cool title, I guess, Solar Ash. Then Hitman 3, Cameron. Oh, yeah, it looks so good. I I was a big fan of Hitman Um the the first like sort of reboot i guess um of hitman that came out in 2014 i think um i really really liked that that game io interactive they like did a really interesting cool version of hitman where you can there's so many different ways it's like a playground it's or it's a sandbox you know um you can go about the mission in a completely completely unique way every time and i think it's just great i i love how like playful and funny and um surprisingly um like hilarious at points the the game is um and this is you know it's obviously the newest iteration hitman 3 um and first of all i mean it just looks gorgeous i i know most of it was probably a cg trailer um but they did show some gameplay um for a little bit uh and I mean, oh man, it just, it just, it looks incredible. <laughs> the in, so yeah, good. the in-engine gameplay that they showed, even though it was super brief, is stunning. The editing was excellent. I don't even really like these Hitman games that much, even though I should. And maybe I haven't given them enough of a chance. Something about the controls have always messed with me, but hmm. yeah, I gotta say, like this one was 
it looked amazing. Like yeah. it just looks amazing. So, um, and I'm sure that IO will deliver great gameplay as they have with the past titles. I just never got into being the assassin or whatever. You yeah. Know? So, um, looks great. Then they showed off uh, Astro's Playroom. I really don't know about this. Another childish platformer game. Um, no announced date, but I guess they need to keep up those titles. And I think it's cool to have uh, offerings for kids. So looks look cool, I guess. I, I guess. I don't think I'll play it. Now, the next game uh, called Little Devil Inside was probably the most unique trailer for Yeah, me. I thought it looked really um, interesting. Stunning trailer. If you haven't seen it, uh, The Devil Inside, kind of this cartoony, very stylized looking thing. Great music, great editing, comparing this like young man who's going on a journey with danger and stuff to an old man who's sleeping and uh, eating and taking baths and pooping. Like, I don't know. Like, it just has so much life and character in it. One of those, like, for me, I was like, this game looks awesome. You know, I, I just, I wanted to see more. I wanted to play it. Um, I feel like it's going to be very artistic. And for the first time, like an indie trailer, I was like, I think I'll buy that. Like yeah. I'd buy that pretty quick, you know? Yeah. It looked really cool. I, I'd i say like, it's a great trailer to watch. Little Devil Inside. Go check it out. Uh, I showed it to Juliana too before she jumped off the show. And she was like, oh, this is kind of cute. This is different. You know, like she thought it was is interesting. Yeah. NBA 2K21. Then, uh, eh, you yeah. Know, it, it, it's a it's a it's a sports game and it's like obligatory. So, you know, basketball will be there. You will play it if you like it. Yeah, exactly. Then they showed uh, Bug Snacks from Young Horse. Probably the ugliest looking game. <laughs> uh, the whole thing. It I did, did. I don't know. It did look really ugly. It looked like a PS3 game. <laughs> yeah, a really weird looking game. Um, you you eat bugs and they turn you into hot dogs or fruit. I don't know. Very weird. I don't know Very why weird. they started I, with that. To be or yeah, why I, they I had know. that. <laughs> I didn't think it was that compelling. Yeah. But then they showed off uh, Demon Souls remake from Blue Point. Um. This trailer was just stunning, dude. It looked so good. The um, the cinematics for the Soul Ga- Souls games are always just breathtaking for me, Cameron. I don't know if you've ever watched any of them. Um, nope, not but really. yeah, I'll send you the one for Dark Souls One. It's just like it's epic. It's very like Lord of the Rings esque. Um, but this Demon Souls trailer, even though it's a remake of Demon Souls, I really hope it's a reimagining because I played Demon Souls and it was terrible, <laughs> um, in my opinion. Well, I'd be, I'd be uh, interested in um, kind of having them explore the Demon Souls as a franchise again because they really kind of um, they they did not. I I think they probably regret not. Uh, not furthering that franchise, especially when Dark Souls became such a, you know, such a smash hit, I guess. Um, so yeah, and yeah, I think I my question is, aren't they doing a Bloodborne as well? Yeah, well, I guess that's from software, not Bluepoint. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, very compelling. No gameplay, but I'm sure it will be great, especially if you're a Souls fan. Um, next up was Arcane showing off uh, Death Loop from Bethesda. 
Arcane's the developer, Bethesda's the publisher. This looked they really fun, the, I would say. Yeah, they made the Dishonored games. From my understanding, this is what the game is. Mm. Uh, and I could be wrong. This is what the game is. You are a character who is trying to assassinate a villain, but there is kind of an asymmetric level of multiplayer where there is someone who's trying to kill you while you're trying to kill someone else. Is that does that sound right? Uh, yeah, I think I think you're. Yeah, exactly. You're kind of this assassin. There are a bunch of other assassins trying to kill you, and then it's just a loop of that and. I'm sure there's going to be exploration. I mean, that's that's kind of what Arcane is known for, um, sort of like uh, manipulation in, in level design. And um, yeah, and so I, I bet it's going to be fun. I, I actually like the Dishonored games. I've been playing Dishonored 2 on my PC um, recently, and it's it's a lot of fun. I love the, like the traversal and the combat is really satisfying. Yeah, I know Arcane's known for making great games. Haven't played any. But I'm sure I'll want to try Dishonored sometime. This game does look fun, though. Very uh, artistic. Looks cool. Um, let's just move on from there. Uh, Resident Evil 8 or Resident Evil Village was shown. What'd you think, Cameron? Um, well, I, to be honest, I've never really been a huge fan of Resident Evil. So um, it looked cool to me. It looked really pretty. Uh, when I, you know, it it came out that obviously it was kind of like trying to be stealthy about um about the fact that it's resident evil in the beginning and um you know when it so so when it when there was the final reveal i was like oh cool you know it's a it's another resident evil game i'm slightly surprised that they're um that they're doing like a sequel i guess but it it makes sense i mean they've been they've been really hyping up the remakes of two and then three didn't do very well. Um, but obviously, I mean, I was expecting four to come out before the remake, um, or bef- before a sequel. So I don't know. What I like about this is that it's continuing from resident evil seven. Um, instead of it having that like Bayou creepy, dirty look, they're kind of going for like a Transylvania vampire, you know, yeah, were- werewolves and yeah. I like it. I think it looks really cool. And I hope they do vampires and there's a cool little uh, cameo from Chris at the end. Yeah, I couldn't play 7 because it was just too spooky, but this environment is... Ha- it has that um, appeal to be, like, exciting. Um, yeah, for yeah. sure. It looked cool. Then there's a game from Capcom called Pragmatic. The date is 2022. Um really confused by this. I, I really didn't know what to think of it, to be honest. Yeah, me neither. Uh, people flying in... It, it kind of looked inspired by Death Stranding, to be real. Yeah, I, I actually got that vibe. And I thought it might have been a sequel, but I was also like, there's no way this is a sequel. Um, then they're on the moon. So they're in New York City, and they fly up into the sky, and then they're on the moon. So, <laughs> yeah. And I, I think the most important uh, game of the show... Maybe for me, I, I don't know about you. Um, the most important game of the show for me was uh, Horizon Forbidden West. I mean, obviously we knew this was coming, uh, a sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, and it looked so gorgeous. Ugh. It's just such a pretty looking game. And I love the, uh, you know, they, they sort of were leaning into the like alpine-ish mountain range um, look for the first game and it looks like there there's going to be tons of new environments uh, you know including 
beaches and uh, sort of tropical areas and you know like it just it just looks really I mean it just looks really wonderful I I could tell kind of immediately even though it was it was like a much more tropical and and it was a different environment than we had seen before but just the way that it looked I mean I I was really I I was like oh yeah this is gonna be horizon I can tell you know (laughs) it looks polished looks really good yeah, dude, the environmental, like, variation that they showed off was stunning. I think that I, I, ba- I recently backseat gamed my dad playing through Horizon again, so he was so excited to see it. He just finished it yeah. for the second time, and he was like, dude, this just looks so good. It's obviously happening in California or on the West Coast, uh, so we'll probably see elements of Oregon, Washington, and California condensed into a map. I definitely um, saw um, San Francisco. Uh, there was yep. a, a shot of the Golden Gate Bridge right as the trailer closes. So I'm figuring it's going to be like San Francisco and up. I don't think they're going to go down to L.A., but that's just my thought. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it'd be interested. Was- I I guess there are desert sections in the first game, uh, but I, there, I'm sure there's a lot more that they could do with with that environment as well. Um, and it looked like there was a ton of new, um, new enemies. You know, there was like the giant turtle thing. There was the, um, there was the, the uh, there was like the alligator one. Um, so Only fonts. Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah. And the elephants. Yeah. And it just, I don't know. It just looked really beautiful. Oh, and there was the, there was like the, the dragon section where she, you know, she goes to, and there's a there's a dragon, I guess. Yeah, dude. I don't. Yeah, man. Like the game just looks incredible. Gorilla did so good. If you didn't play the first Horizon, like yeah, definitely do it. You probably just didn't have a PlayStation. It was so. It, I mean, it's amazing. Like it's a really good game. Yeah, I agree. And the gameplay is great. It's gorgeous. So that's definitely gonna be a killer title for the console. All in all, like what and a I, strong and I texted showing. you this. Yeah, like I texted you this earlier, like. Sony just came out with, like, the big balls, you know? They're like, we have the games, we're going to show off. Like, I love that that's their their, uh, their methodology attitude, yeah. now. Yeah, they're like, we're just going to stand... Like, obviously, it was well executed, too. But they're like, we're just going to show you the games, and you're going to like it, and then we'll show you the console at the end. Yeah. And it, it, it really makes Microsoft look stupid. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I thought that Microsoft really had a good footing... Um, and a lot of people are like, what's going on with PlayStation? You know, what's happening? And I really feel like this event was like, oh yeah, we, we've been, we've been waiting to show you guys. You yeah. Know, like, it really did they, cement sort of the, I mean, it, 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 I guess it kind of reinvigorated my interest for, for the PlayStation five. Um, you know, I wasn't really, I don't want to say I wasn't excited because I was, but like, I wasn't all that excited but now i think like seeing the console seeing the games i don't know it's just it's really um yeah it's 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 rein, reinvigorated me oh yeah dude no like i i really think this was the hype push that they needed um i'm curious to see how xbox responds the big question right now is price yep how much are these consoles going to cost and We'll see, man. Like, I think the win-win for both Microsoft and Sony is if they both go high, you know? But I have a feeling that one of them is going to cut a corner and get a lower price, and they that might really help them. Yeah, maybe. So, 
I mean, Sony saw the benefits of that in the PlayStation 4 era, and Xbox saw the benefits of that in the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360 era. So, price is a big deciding factor for people looking to get into game uh, get console gaming. So, yeah, it's gonna be just, a, it's gonna be a really big um, it's it's gonna be a big deal. I, I would say, I am most scared and curious about what the price is going to be obviously there's been a lot of memes about you know uh (laughs) people dying before they they say what the what the ps4 price is um which is funny but um yeah but i'm i'm really i'm intrigued i i want to know for sure definitely a great showing i am probably fully hyped like to be real my my only hype for PlayStation 5 before this was like, okay, I really want to play my old PlayStation 4 games on something that can run it better. (laughs) And so now it's like, I have something to look forward to, which is cool. Yep. 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 In terms of games. Well, Cameron, I think that wraps up the episode. Uh, You have any final thoughts on PlayStation? I'm excited for it. This was a a great reveal showing. And also, I love what Colin said, Colin from Colin's Last Stand. Um, where he said it, at, at least it didn't look like an Al Qaeda video, <laughs> um, yeah. which is true. I mean, the Xbox One. I'm sorry, but uh, looked really bad. <laughs> and this was like yeah. really polished. It was really nice. Um, it looked like it would have been a live showing, and like I think they did a really good job. It's awesome. Well, you know, Cameron and I are big nerds. We'll keep talking about PlayStation stuff uh, whenever the heck we want. Cameron, I did have the question for the show real fast. Mm-hmm. At the end, uh, Ariel, one of our Patreon producers, reached out. She said, how did that bread turn out that you were making? Oh, it turned out delicious. So I've been getting <laughs> I've been getting really, really into bread uh, lately. As you know, um, I bought some I bought some bannetons, uh, which are like wooden baskets that you proof in. Um, and then I, I just got a um, it's basically just a metal slab that you put in the oven, um, but it's supposed to turn out like it's for pizzas. You could do bread on it, um, and it's, you know it's supposed to be great for that. Um, so yeah, I'll 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 let you know how that turns out with with my big steel slab. I literally, you're speaking a different language, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Anyways, it was good. It was really good. Cool. Awesome. Well, hey guys, we'll uh, see you next week and. Uh, yeah, keep gaming on the PlayStation. Uh, except for you, Tim Smith. You're an Xbox sellout, so we'll put it that way. But All right, we'll see you guys. Everything Comes From Something is a fully fan-funded podcast that happens because of listeners like you. And a huge shout-out to our executive producers, Darren O'Neill and Eric and Ariel Walk. Thank you for supporting the show. I know I've been saying that part for the last, I don't know, 20, 30 episodes, but seriously... You guys have been a huge blessing for making sure this podcast continues to go. Remember, if you want to support the show just like they do, you can check us out at patreon.com slash ECFS podcast. Throw a couple dollars away. Get a couple benefits. Remember, all the benefits, if you're a Patreon, are done through Patreon. Patreon Messenger. Yes, you can just shoot us a message right there and boom. We'll see it. We'll put it on air. Um, that's, That's how it works. Take advantage of those. Again, if you don't have money, totally cool. I know. I'm a broke college kid. I get it. You can just tell friends and family. Spread the word about the show. It's a little weird. It's a little quirky. It's a little different. Maybe someone, uh, some of the people or your friends will like it. And you can always give us a rating on iTunes. That seriously helps. Again, 
We thank you guys for all the support that you give us. We love you, and we will see you next week.